Welcome to Furniture Industry News for October 10th, 2023 from FurniturePodcast.com, where you can stay up to date on the latest news surrounding the ever-evolving furniture industry. In today's episode, we'll cover the following topics. The increase in home furnishing purchases by U.S. shoppers. The decline in retail cargo imports due to peak imports at major U.S. container ports. The potential changes in bedroom inventory, including added weight and minor design changes and the opening of a new office and showroom in Vietnam by furniture company Parker House for international operations and product development. A recent study revealed that approximately two-thirds of U.S. shoppers have plans to purchase home furnishings within the next year. However, it is important to note that the biggest spenders are likely to come from niche demographics— Specifically, the study found that high-income individuals, parents, and millennials make up the majority of shoppers expecting to spend $1,000 or more on furniture. Looking at the broader picture, the survey shows that 68% of respondents are planning to purchase furniture of any price range in the coming year. Interest is particularly strong among Gen Z and millennials, as well as parents, individuals in a good financial situation, and urban dwellers. The survey also indicates a slight increase in monthly furniture purchases this fall, with 13% of respondents having made a furniture purchase in the past month, compared to 12% in spring. However, inflation remains a concern for 32% of furniture shoppers, as they have noticed a price increase. Interestingly, respondents have observed this impact to a lesser extent in furniture stores compared to other retail channels, such as big-box superstores, department stores, and e-commerce sites, When it comes to specific furniture categories, the leading items on consumers' shopping lists include sofa, love seats, mattresses, bedroom furniture, and lighting. These preferences align closely with the findings of a previous spring study, where mattresses took the top spot. In terms of shopping habits, the majority of respondents, 62%, continue to make furniture purchases in person, while a smaller percentage use a computer, 25%, or a smartphone, 15%. This preference for in-store shopping aligns with the enjoyment of browsing through store aisles expressed by half of planned purchasers. Additionally, 39% of respondents who aren't making a purchase still appreciate the window shopping experience. Brand loyalty plays a relatively minor role in the furniture industry, with only 27% of respondents considering brand names to be very or extremely important when making a furniture purchase. Sustainability, on the other hand, emerges as a significant factor for furniture buyers, with 81% agreeing that they would be willing to pay more for sustainable items. Lastly, social media platforms are starting to influence furniture shoppers, with YouTube being the most effective for furniture ads, according to 20% of respondents. Additionally, 17% acknowledge that they are more motivated to learn about a furniture brand after seeing an ad on Instagram. import cargo volume at the nation's major container ports has reached its expected peak for the year and is predicted to gradually slow down heading into the holiday season, according to the Global Port Tracker Report released by the National Retail Federation and Hackett Associates. While cargo volumes are expected to remain strong, they will not reach the previously anticipated levels. Jonathan Gold, the NRF's Vice President for Supply Chain and Customs Policy, explained that retailers stocked up early this year to mitigate supply chain labor issues and are well prepared to meet consumer demand. 
However, the rate of growth in consumer spending has slowed in comparison to previous years as shoppers express concerns about inflation and high interest rates, particularly for essential items like groceries, cars, and mortgages. As a result, discretionary spending growth is decreasing and retail cargo imports are expected to decline. NRF had downgraded its retail sales forecast for the year to a range of 4%, 6% year-over-year growth, with the possibility of coming in at the lower end of that spectrum. The report also noted that carriers have adjusted their operational decisions, such as slowing down ships, to reduce capacity without needing to take vessels out of service. However, ships are sailing with less than full loads and freight rates are declining accordingly. These factors indicate that current cargo growth levels are not expected to increase in the near future. While import volume at U.S. ports reached 1.96 million 20-foot equivalent units in August, an increase of 2.3% from July, it was down 13.5% year-over-year. Global Port Tracker projected that September and October would see further declines of 4.3% and 3.1% year-over-year, respectively, before a potential year-over-year gain of 7.5% in November. The year is estimated to end with a total of 22.1 million TEUs, marking a 13.5% decrease from the previous year's import volume. The report also highlighted the forecasted increase of 4.2% year-over-year in January 2024 and a further 12.7% year-over-year increase in February, historically the slowest month due to Lunar New Year factory shutdowns in Asia. There are new mandatory stability standards for clothing storage units that aim to reduce tip-over incidents that can cause harm to children. These standards came into effect on September 2nd, and they require changes to be made to the design and construction of the units in order to pass testing requirements. Companies have made adjustments, such as shortening drawer extensions and adding weight to the back of the units to enhance stability. These changes may result in a slight increase in costs, estimated at around $10 to $15 per unit over 27 inches high. However, some companies have worked out arrangements with their source factories to share these costs and not pass them on to dealers. To manage inventory and avoid confusion between old and new units, some companies have changed SKU numbers, while others have opted not to if there haven't been significant design changes. The added weight and altered drawer glides for compliant units also require changes in packaging to handle the extra bulk, which can result in higher shipping costs. Despite these challenges, companies are committed to remaining competitive and keeping prices stable for compliant units. They understand the importance of maintaining relationships with dealers and providing safe products for consumers. Older inline groups made after September 2nd must also comply with the standards. And while some may remain in production if they perform well for retailers, the focus is on the new compliant units that have been developed since April. Parker House, in its pursuit of expanding globally, has acquired a new office and showroom in Binh Duong, Vietnam. This space was previously used by the now-defunct Klausner Home Furnishings. The four-story building will serve as the main hub for Parker House's international team, who are responsible for quality control, product development, and administrative services. Doug Townsend, the chief operating officer, expressed his excitement about the company's recent growth and the need to expand their infrastructure. He sees the addition of a fully staffed campus in Vietnam as an opportunity to support their Eastvale operations and provide a central location in Asia 
for their product development team to collaborate with vendors and stakeholders. Moving into Klausner's former office and showroom offers Parker House a turnkey solution, ready to be utilized from day one. The new 7,000-square-foot space joins Parker House's growing portfolio, which includes a 300,000-square-foot warehouse and corporate office building in Eastvale, California, a 37,000-square-foot freestanding showroom in High Point, and a 27,000-square-foot showroom at World Market Center in Las Vegas. Chris Lupo, the CEO, emphasized that as the company continues to grow, so do their opportunities. Parker House has heavily invested in its infrastructure to keep up with the increasing demand. The new office and showroom in Vietnam are seen as the next logical step for the company as it strives to meet and exceed customer expectations. Stay tuned to furniture industry news from FurniturePodcast.com to stay informed on the latest updates in the furniture industry and make sure to subscribe for future episodes.